0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. You're here with me, Daniel. And Aaron. Aaron, this is a tale of two teams today. We've got one fairly successful team and one absolute disaster. And for once, it's me. That's the disaster. I was going to say, that's been the
1: story all season.
0: That's been the story all season. I've been laughing at everyone else, and now it's my comeuppance. so today we will be going through how our, how our team has fared. Then we'll be going through basically just the next leg of fixtures. I don't think people need a review when there were, only, there were only four games being played. So I think everyone's probably had a chance to watch at least two of them and then catch some decent highlights on the other one. So we won't be going through too much what happened. It'll be more so just proactively trying to engage with the second legs so aaron as is tradition on the podcast i will go first because my team did worse that's how we do it oh my goodness oh so there was problems everywhere um, i had allison in goal for two points Ruly on my bench with seven i decided not to make the swap because i thought well you know what i've just i've, I've brought in three buying attackers why would i want the goalkeeper that they're playing against. Error number one. Um, My defenders, Rhys James for two points. Jo- Joao Cancelo for seven, yes. Laporte with eight, yes. Kimmick with four actually isn't that bad. Like, like yeah, come see, come see. Uh, and Trent with three. So I'd taken Trent out and put James in. The issue here was, um, to put Joao Cancelo in, I, t- I took out Thiago Silva, which isn't a problem. But I wanted to take out Kimmich and where the problem lies is if I'd taken out Kimmich for Cancelo, I would have had more money and then I wouldn't have had to have made certain changes higher up the field, which were problems. So I kept Kante for two points. I'm not sure how he even managed to get two points because he only played 45 minutes. I took the risk of replacing uh, Mares for him. So I actually lost a point off that and I brought Mares in as a transfer for Kai Havertz, who obviously scored. So another disaster, Um, Leroy Sané got one point. I gambled on him, even though he didn't start because uh, an O'Halla punished people in the group stages. I brought in Fabinho for five points, which actually is my highest scoring midfielder, which is pretty embarrassing. But I took out Dan Juma for him, who scored, another disaster. Um, So in an ideal world, I would have went Cantator Fabinho and just left the rest. (laughs) But here we are. Uh, Brought in Luis Diaz for 12 points, so he really saved my bacon this week. Um, Lewandowski captained two points, double to four. After all this time. But the major mistake, uh, after listening to Well, Lewis on our spaces that we did and the stats that Bayern Munich had put forward, looking at the team that they were playing against, looking at, despite all of the superlatives we used for Karim Benzema, I just thought it was smarter to go for Muller over Benzema, uh, just to compound my misery. So there were four. If not five, quite clear mistakes. I finished on forty-nine points. I've got red arrows, but it, it took me three days to look at the app. Like I was just good. <laughs> I was just absolutely. Good. I was like, I'm just. I'm on holiday. I'm not going to allow this to affect my mood. I'm having a good time. So at heart, I, I didn't look at any of the scores after half time for the Chelsea game because Ben's already banged in his hat trick and scored and Dan Juma and was like, it's, it's over, it's fine. Um, so I, I just left it and enjoyed everything. I think it was in the airport back. I was like, yeah, oh, okay, we'll have a look. And um, my rank had only dropped to 762 in the world, which I think at this stage, if you'd asked me before the season starts, would I take that rank? I'd bit your head off for it. <laughs> Not your hand, your head, your entire head. In um, one
1: bite as well. That's
0: impressive. In one whole bite. I've had a big mouth, as people who watched our football fights will attest to. Um, I'm 34th in England. So it's a personal disappointment. In the grand scheme of things, it could have been much worse. I thought I was going to drop thousands and thousands of places. And for the benefit of our podcast, I'd really like to finish with a three-digit score. Just I think... Um, For us moving forward, it's sort of, it adds that bit of reliability for, for what we talk about. Um, so my plans have changed. I think I was 300 and something when it happened and the goal was it's a free game. I can still do really well. And I want to push for double digits. I think that's gone. I do think that's gone. So now it's just about consolidate and finishing the top 1000 and making as many risk-free decisions as possible consolidate and we'll go again next season but Aaron you had a good one so let's cheer everyone up
1: uh, so I did end up playing my wild card in the end I put it on Twitter and just said this is what I'm looking at what are people's thoughts Um, and thank you the people that commented because even though you had said it as kind of like replaying it in my head I was like no but still going back and forth But then the kind of the more and more people who were saying exactly what you said, I think it was more so like the, just the reassurance that everyone else was kind of on the same wavelength. I was like, right, yes, this is the right decision. So ended up doing my wild card. I made seven transfers in total, no eight transfers in total. Um, and so my team going through Edison. Uh, was my goalkeeper, five points. I ended up getting a four million goalkeeper, uh, which was a risk. But I was d- uh, really doubling down on Man City. Um, so because I had Laporte and Cancelo as well. So that's th- three defense for uh, Man City. So really happy they got the clean sheet um Robertson, Alexander Arnold. And then that didn't leave much money. So I had to have put Savage. Um, but I was hopefully going to go for the ball recovery points. Thankfully, he didn't get yellow carded. Um, but at the same time, the one player who I probably wouldn't have went for anyways, but I remember talking about the Villarreal left back. He got a clean sheet, which I didn't expect, but uh, he was an option anyways, just to try and get someone in around that price. He's went up, just stayed the same price. so. Um that was kind of something I wish I had gone for, but not too much, not beating myself up over it too much. Midfielders, I had Salah, he was quickly put onto the bench. Fabinho, Coleman, uh, Fabinho five points, Coleman with two. Mane, who I was able to bring in because of my wild card as my captain. And uh, he stayed my captain because I was like, I'm not going to risk losing the points, which was a good yeah. decision in the end and mara's for three points, um, and then Lewandowski and Benzema, who I'm wearing this shirt in tribute to him. Um, but what a game, what a crazy game that was. Overall, very, very happy, and have climbed up 15,000 places. <laughs> it's crazy that, that that amount of spaces <laughs> still exist. Um, but I'm thirty six thousand, and so I'm really just trying to get back into that one percent. So aiming there's one point five million players, um, so 100- 150,000, hopefully. But I don't think there's too much room for climbing. So like what you said, just playing for fun. I'm in the top thousand in England, so I'll take that, and in the top two hundred in Milan, so I'll take that. Um, isn't isn't fifteen thousand? 000... One percent of
0: that,
1: yeah, yeah. So I'm on 36 at the minute. Oh, sorry, yeah, do I have
0: you? You said 150,000, which would be that's 10%. 10%. So, I mean, that should be pretty easy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no glory in finishing the top 10 percent of UCL. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think you can do that. I think you can, especially with the handle you know that you've got your wildcard team set up.
1: Yeah, I had a look at the um, kind of in the not in the overall rankings i would have been pressing that for quite a while but um i had a look in the milan league just because i was higher up in that and it's around about 30 points i need to make up to get there so what in at the top the, to be number one of the milan league no no to get into the one percent one percent of the milan league so it's about 30 points
0: i think you can do it I've got every faith in you right then let's talk about some games aaron so the matches have now flipped, which means we're going to start with Real Madrid versus Chelsea. After the topsy-turvy ride, um, Real Madrid proving their class. So many people had Chelsea down as favourites, and I, I think I said 1-1. I can't remember what score you said for the game, but... It's probably wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was 3-1 Real Madrid either way, but I do think Real Madrid, received a lot of disrespect. You know, they've won the Champions League more than anyone else. The team is full of players who have won the Champions League. They've got World Cup winners. I think they are more than capable of winning the entire thing.
1: I think as well it showed, like... Because Chelsea still has a lot of young players, players who have only been playing in the Premier League for one or two Mm. seasons. Um, And so the fact that they won it last year was a huge upset for a lot of people like a, a big shock the fact that Bayern munich were knocked out um and so i think what it really showed in, in was the midfield battle was that the experience of the real madrid midfield three just come they almost just made it look like the chelsea midfield weren't there they were just passing it straight away to the real madrid front line and i think that's why chelsea lost it in the end so they'll definitely address it they came back with a vengeance against Southampton. Um, <laughs> so yeah. it'll be uh, interesting to see what how this game turns out as well. I'm not going to say because of the last game it's going to be Real Madrid again. But it, it makes it really, really interesting because of the circumstances around it. I think one of the things that Chelsea struggle with
0: is, is no Ben Chilwell. I think he might be one of the most, if not the most important, full-backs in the league, for like specifically for a team because they can't play the way that they want. And if he's able to play, he plays as a left winger, essentially, but he's able to recover. So they, they can't play over midfields or through midfield. Like they, they As soon as there is a midfield battle, I do feel the struggle with just the two of them in there, with either, whether it's Kante and Kovacic or Kante and Jorginho or Jorginho and Kovacic or Ruben loftus Cheek or whoever else it may be. I think they'd be better off just going to a three, trying to match up and allowing Kante to bully a couple of people. And then Kovacic is, is a dynamic player. He's, he's aggressive. Jorginho obviously would know he likes to, to play those short passes, which helps to sort of dictate a game. I think they may need to change how they play just because they're going to get overrun again if they play two in midfield. And the Marcos Alonso is not the same as Ben Chilwell getting getting over on that left hand side. Rich James, I think, was his was his first game back, maybe or second like second his game. First back, whatever it was.
1: His first start. His first start. coming back from injury.
0: It's um yeah, it wasn't ideal circumstances for them. Real Madrid, as we said in the podcast, have in my opinion the best number nine in the world. I do think he's better than Lewandowski and Kane. Although they are both they are both amazing, and it's this much, it's marginal. Um, but just the experience, like Real Madrid also so experienced and that's what we've got to consider going into the next game. The, th- the three one up, it's really difficult to overturn second legs when the second leg's away from home. We've seen it happen a lot at home with that home crowd, but away at the Bernabeu. We've seen other teams struggle there And Real Madrid just have so much experience, particularly in the midfield. And one thing that sort of Lewis alluded to was, um, was I believe Tuchel's going through a divorce. And like under the surface, I think uh, there's obviously clearly a lot of emotions there. And he's making emotional decisions. Um, And that is something that I obviously don't want to trust for a fantasy game. So. For me, with two Chelsea assets, I'm going to I'm gonna look to move them on. And if I can get Benzema in, I don't think I'll be moving them to two Real Madrid assets. I think it'll be someone else. And then I'll strongly consider Benzema for Muller if I've got the money. But we'll talk about Bayern Munich later, about why I might not as well. Ooh, double risk. Um, but that would be the only risk I go for this week. I, I can see me... Trying to play it fairly safe, and I love how you've got triple, triple man city. Um, so yeah, I, I it's, a, it's a difficult one to approach because I think a lot of people have Benzema and then maybe a couple of Chelsea players over over Madrid players. I would look to to get rid of those Chelsea players personally.
1: I don't know about you. What do you have many Chelsea players? I don't have any Chelsea players. I've got Benzema is the only one from this game who I've got currently. Um, however, it does make me think that if I can get funds, I actually don't even know how much I've got in the bank. Um, so I've got no Um, but it really just depends on how Salah does uh, because kind of what you said last time, you would ditch Salah if you could, but you obviously that's a huge risk it would have paid off if i had have done it because i would have went to de bruyne um because mm. i was go in the draft i was going back and forth but in terms of real madrid i was looking at potentially getting one of their um cheaper midfielders instead of uh gonchalo ramos for benfica um so upgrading to Diaz. um for obviously i've already got five liverpool players so i would have had to have dropped salah as a result so it would have been like a man city player instead of salah and then getting a few of the real madrid players like valverde playing on the right wing was was yeah. crazy um but i think i played into real madrid's tactics really well because what they did was Carlo ancelotti was like cante Jorginho sitting in front of that defense It's hard to go through the middle so what the midfield three did was spread really really far wide because if you looked at their position modric was they were basically crowding the wings knowing that reese james has just came back from injury and they've got as well playing on the wrong side um and he's been poor recently as well so Real madrid just got it spot on um but if valverde plays as a right winger again only i don't know if he's went up in price but he was only six million that's a potential uh player in there and he he closed down that back four so quickly so that rudiger couldn't play them long balls and that was the whole point he was there over uh, yeah. Asensio, uh or anyone else so like i thought it was absolutely perfect um yeah he's still six million um and so but he still only got two points it felt like he was a lot more involved in the game than that so but overall i thought they did a really really good performance and uh Real madrid are just on the way to win the league so they can really focus on the champions league
0: yeah i i, I still think the defense is an avoid they just don't really keep clean sheets in the champions league their defenders are expensive i appreciate i think alaba's pro- sort of top 10 points and Militar was sort of second or third but we also have to look at the group stages for a lot of those points in very specific games against Sheriff where I think they racked up some for the second game obviously not the first uh, but for the knockouts and I they dominated that game and yet you still never fancied them for a clean sheet and I think Chelsea could have got a couple Real Madrid could have got a couple more as well Um. But I, th- I think when you see, partic- particularly Benzema's first two goals, the two headers, and then in the first half, Thiago Silva missed a header. And in the second half, Lukaku shanked a header. And you just think, if Benzema was on the end of them, it- they're goals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's he's so devastating from every every possible angle. Yeah. He obviously missed a bit of a sitter because it was on his left foot and that was really poor, but... Other than that, he's just a machine. So I think he's up, you're always going to count him for goals, especially when you he's playing against a defence that aren't really that used to defending. It's more about shape and and, and pressing and, and, and allowing Chelsea to, to dominate and dictate games. That's how they've been playing, opposed to being under the car or playing against a world-class striker. Because the Premier League doesn't really have many world-class strikes like if harry kane who's been in and out of sorts, he's in fantastic form again now harry but the start of the season you had gone missing scored one in 13 or something against newcastle when we were still under steve bruce um jota's second top goal scorer in the league like would we say would we say he's a world-class striker not when you compare him to Lever and Benzema and and Harry Kane, but he's, he's obviously playing fantastically well. And then like Man City don't play with a striker, they're top of the league. We look at habits having to play as a striker for third in the league. So the best teams, I mean, Arsenal are doing well this season. Lacazette doesn't score many goals. It's been the wingers bombing through. So there aren't that many. And, uh, it's got. It's a headache for the next round if you don't have Benzema, because he is definitely a striker that you that you want because you can score against anyone. It's plain to see. How do you think the the second leg is going to go?
1: I think Chelsea will have to come out the good uh, things early, so Madrid will ease early pressure and just look to control the pace of the game, really, really slow it down. Um, I think someone who will be quite interesting for me to look for even though he's expensive, but Casemiro, um, Chelsea are going to have to attack a lot. Um, And especially if people like Ziyech are playing, it's going to be a lot of just almost balls through the middle, cutting in. So Pulisic plays on the left side, he'll cut in on his right. Ziyech cuts in on his left, which means a lot of it is going to be central into Casemiro's path. So he's someone I'm looking at. Um, I
0: think Mount I, will play on the right though after his performance at the weekend. And I think Ziech was injured for the weekend, yeah. so I think I so think at, Mount will be on the right.
1: Looking at one football, we're not sponsored by them yet. Um, <laughs> um, they have the formation as a 3 4 1 2, but I didn't see any of the highlights. Was Mount a right winger
0: for which game? Uh, F Southampton, um i i don't know i um yeah, if so they had yes they had three o'clock kickoff wasn't it so i didn't i, I didn't watch the
1: game so i think so that's I, if, if, I, uh, if, sorry if mount played as a free roll um it would give Casemiro a little bit of, of trouble but it's hard to tell because Havertz got brought off 45 minutes so he's pretty much starting we knew that anyways yeah 100 percent um but my biggest thing as well was that as quit I wasn't even on the bench I don't know if anything's happened COVID, COVID. COVID. cool thank you sort of COVID case for ASP um, um sorry were you gonna say something yeah so
0: I I don't think he'll because I I don't know what the rules are now because obviously for normal citizens apparently COVID isn't a thing anymore it's just yeah, you've got it okay um although it's a way so traveling I don't know what, I know Spain pulled the rules on COVID and have put them back, so God knows what they're doing. But let's be honest, I don't think he's going to play. I think it's probably going to be either Alonso or uh, Saar at left back or left wing back, as you like. And then Reese James on the right. I think that's, I, don't overthink it. I think that's going to be it. Yeah,
1: because they definitely, they went back to the back three, which is what I was looking for. Uh, they took Christiansen off quite early on against Real Madrid, so I think it's going to be interesting to see if he plays. Um, it's just because obviously Christiansen's not long back, if I remember correctly, he's not long back from an injury himself. Um, plus, uh, I think it was Lewis who actually said he, his mind's already in in Barcelona. Right. Yeah, so um, he had a predicted lineup that actually had Shalabi uh, as the centre back there is a bit quicker, so that could potentially help against Vinicius, but um, I think definitely what formation the defence play depends on whether the captain see on the first day lies with Benzema or Lewandowski. And I think that'll be a really interesting split, especially with yep. what Benzema has just done. But I think, uh, I think it'll be a draw in the end uh, with Real Madrid progressing so i'm gonna
0: go 1-1 i agree totally i think chelsea gonna get the first goal get some hope and then i think uh karen benzema's gonna crush that hope
1: when he's in right the huge. last minute or something and
0: I, I think i think there'll be more like a around half time maybe just after half time like 50 minutes something like that and i just think it's gonna i think it's gonna kill the game dead done and dusted and then Real Madrid will control it show their class um next game Bayern Munich Villarreal much more interesting oh my goodness so the most lethal team in world football playing against a team that have lost three in the last four and only scored one goal obviously get beat one nil. it's peak 20s isn't it like this decade for fantasy sports has been an absolute shocker and this is just icing on the cake. Nagelsman, in my opinion, isn't good enough. I'd always had a yeah there, so that's like really harsh to say. But I think when you've got a team like that and he consistently just makes mental decisions, like Leroy Sané dragged that team, him and Lewandowski dragged that team to where they are now in terms of the Champions League because the rest of them weren't performing particularly well. He's playing dodgy formations. That he's doing what he did at Leipzig, where there's no, there's no set formation. Everything changes. You can't quite guess who's going to play. There's never a settled defence. So how are they meant to defend as a unit when they're constantly changing around? Um, he's tried to shoehorn everyone in. He's then made the decision to leave certain players out. Obviously it's a headache when you've got Muller, uh, Sane, Nabri, and Coleman. But Sani is Sané is the big game player. So I think it's just a bit bizarre not to play him after all the goodwill he should have earned in previous Champions League games when they were struggling he was the one that got them out of bother, with with of course Lewandowski. The two of them were outstanding. Um yeah, the Nagelsmann's my problem. I don't, like, the, the drop-off in standard between Hansi Flick and him is absolutely untrue. Well played, Villarreal, I I didn't watch the game. I, I just didn't. Um, I I just couldn't bring myself to do it. It's like, you know what, just, this week's been written off. Dan Juma obviously getting a goal. We, we, we sort of said, like, if anyone's going to score, probably is him. But I just thought with the back four, they'd be a little better. Karetska back in, they'd be a little better. But it's away from home. Bayern Munich away from home are a pussycat. But we saw what happened in the last round where they just go off at home. They go off so people will look at the buying game panic and i think we might get rid of a few and i think you need to beware because the players playing at home are just a different breed to any other club in the world
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: So i i am positive for this next game despite the one nil defeat how are you feeling pretty
1: similar i think just on your point on Nagelsmann, I think we've all fallen victim to, you know, when like a youngster scores like a a world team, we're like, oh, like uh, he has so much lo- long of his career left, like what a class player. And then they go missing. I think we've kind of done the same with Nagelsmann being a young manager. We're like, oh, he's doing this kind of stuff with Leipzig as a young manager. He has so much long of his career left. And uh, when in reality, he's, he's, he's not really developed much of his tactical or even he's just overthinking his tactical uh points of the game so i think that's kind of what we've all fallen victim to you could prove me wrong um i mean he still has plenty of time in his career
0: yeah yeah he is going to be a fantastic manager i am probably germany national coach at some point um i but like yeah i don't think he's any better than frank lampard
1: um that's a shot if i've ever heard one <laughs> um but yeah I, I my biggest thing for the last game week was just doing what we've always said on the podcast is going on people who you know are going to play um and so i saw that Sonny wasn't in the predicted lineups so he was out of there for my wild card. Thankfully, kept Coleman, knowing that the games are probably going to be a little tighter at this stage, which means Coleman step up. He didn't this last week, but there's still time. Um, but my transfers are for this week are hopefully going to be taking people who are going to play on the second day and switching them to people who I see are starting. So um whoever I see starting out of NABRI or Sane, Mahrez to them, Salah to them, probably seems like a good transfer. Um, But I'm probably not going to do any Villarreal people, even though I said that left back, because I'm too scared of Bayern Munich's attack, and rightly so. I mean, uh, the whole transferring in, like subbing in Ruli or not, that could have gone any, like that could have gone either way. It could have been a minus points right there so I saw a lot of people afterwards going oh no UCL like I didn't sub in the the keeper yeah can't can't, uh, beat yourself up too much on that one Lewandowski Benzema I still think that's going to be the captaincy between them uh I think he scored two on the weekend um but I'm probably going to lean to Lewandowski first, unless I feel fancy and go to Nabry or uh, Coleman first. But I'm probably not going to transfer any defenders from either team on this game.
0: I think enough people
1: will go for Benzema. This Lewandowski would be that. Good chance. I shout. think
0: Lewandowski's might be. A lit- like not a not a differential but not ridiculous expected ownership where if he does score, it's it just protects you. It doesn't actually get you any further. Mm-hmm. I think he might actually get you a green arrow this week. Um if he does score. I I'm gonna go Lewandowski.
1: Just You only scored one, so which was consistent. a penalty. I've just seen. Say that again. You only scored one, uh which was a penalty.
0: Like, honestly, at this stage, I'll take it. Like, I don't care how he scores. I just want his points. And especially when he wins penalties. Which he did. So, like, yeah, it's, it's six points for a goal if, if he wins the pen. Um, yeah, it's good that we get to see the lineups. Not so much for the Real Madrid-Chelsea game. I kind of don't care. But for this game, I think it's really useful for the... For the Bayern Munich lineup, and then I th- again, I think we can pretty much guess the Liverpool lineup. The, the, the difficulty with the Liverpool lineup is is a Jota Diaz. But when Dia- Diaz was the best player on the pitch in that first leg, that I, I watched that game by the pool, and um, yeah, he was he was the best player, in my opinion, on the day. Klopp doesn't usually change his best team. He might change it for Man City today because Jota is doing so well in the league. But I think you'll reward Diaz for being a better player in the Champions League. That's how Klopp tends to operate. And and we said on the spaces that my opinion was going to be that it'd be Salah <laughs> on the right, Diaz on the left and Mane through the middle. Uh, that's what I thought it was going to be. Was that, um, and I, I think with how they played, I don't think he's going to change it again. Uh, unless he wants to shoehorn Jotter but they played so well, I don't think he would. Especially in the first half. Um, yeah, so I think it's better that we get the buy-in news, to be honest, than anyone else, because they are the out of all the fixtures this week, buying at home to Villarreal, despite the score last time, is still still has to be the best fixture, opposed to. The second best is going to be Liverpool versus Benfica. And then obviously, Real Madrid, Chelsea and Man City away to Go Again, anything can happen. So I want to try and keep my buy-in players as best I can. If Sani isn't playing, then yeah, I'd like to know. But I'd... is he going to make that mistake again? So in my opinion, that's, that was a huge mistake.
1: Well, I had a look at the last game. Uh, Sane started; he got subbed off at sixty-five minutes. So, yeah, that, that's that's good news. That's good news. That, um, um, and a good thing as well is that unlike this last round when they played on the second day, if Sane is on the bench, you can still keep him because he could come off the bench and score. If he doesn't, he's your first sub out. So, like, um, it's not as detrimental as it would be this uh, the last time. I've just seen there that um, Hernandez is probably going to play back into a centre-back role uh, as Sula is injured. So he got the most points for Bayern Munich last time. He got five points. uh, So that's a lot of ball recoveries. So if you're feeling brave and you want a Bayern Munich defender, who's not Kimmich, uh, 5.7, I think it is for him. Yeah. uh, Which isn't too bad, but Definitely, I'm I'm leaning more towards a Bayern Munich captain just because the other game is so unpredictable. Uh, But I do think that Bayern Munich won't keep a clean sheet because they never do. So Dan Juma is still an option. Uh, But I think Bayern Munich will win 3-1 and progress 3-2 on aggregate.
0: Yeah, I think Dan Juma might be coming back in for me. Because I think if I can bring Dan Juma in and keep Kimmich, play them against each other and see who comes out on top, I know it's going to be one substitute regardless, but unless the ball score or can it gets an assist? And you got, like I said, you got four four points. So you got, got a couple of ball recoveries. So if you can do that, get an assist and Danjumma scores, that'd still be fine. But I mean, there's just so many, so many what ifs. And it, it is best to have players on that first day, which is a shame for the Chelsea versus Real Madrid game. But I, that, I think that's why I want to keep Rhys James. Um, for that Chelsea because ed- anything can happen but it's a bit of a shame uh, What's your scoreline for this one? 3-1 uh, uh, It's solid 5-1 Bayern, I don't care I know that's so disrespectful to Villarreal when they've just beaten them 1-0 but it's Bayern at home Salzburg looked like prime Barcelona at home to Bayern Munich with a 1-1 draw and then we saw what happened in the second game. So, yeah, I'm going to go 5-1 buying. I don't care. On to the second day's worth of fixture. So, first game we've got Liverpool at home to Benfica. Uh, as we've already, we've already sort of talked about this, so I don't think we actually need to go and do it into that much detail. Make sure you've got Liverpool players. I think Robertson is more than matching Trent. He's, he's, out, he's out playing him at the minute. Um, so if you don't have either Trent or Robertson in yet, I'd probably go for Robertson purely on the basis that he's cheaper. I, I think they'll end up doing the same overall over time. Um, I still don't regret really having Alisson. I think he's still going to do okay in this fixture. And ultimately, it they wouldn't have conceded if it wasn't for Canadi. And we've talked about him over, I think it was last year. It might even have been the year before. It was definitely last year as well. That he's he's error-prone. So he got the goal, very well done, but he, he makes mistakes in defence. And I I think we saw so in the last round, he played the first leg and Mattip played the second, I think. So I can see that happen again. I think Van Dijk's the man, and those two will rotate Kanati and Mattip. And I think the idea is that they play for their spot for whether it be the semis or if they get through the finals. It's risky, but I, I think when you look at the, the opponents at the playing club, feels clearly confident that it's a tactic that he can use well. I think um, Matip is a much better player than Kanate, but obviously with his goal and with not a great performance in the second leg like when Matip played. And I think he was at fault for giving the ball away get to Martinez for Inter. So maybe on the Champions League stage, Kanadi is just ahead, but that mistake's not going to help. And it was a really bad one, just total lack of concentration. And it wasn't for that. You know, Trent's got his clean sheet, plus his ball recoveries. Um, allison has got a clean sheet and we're all clapping my hands, laughing. Doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Um, the, the, front, the front five, uh, I don't think we need to talk about Firmino. I think it's just the the, the four of Mane, Salah, Jota, and Diaz. It is a risk having Diaz or Jota. We all need to accept it for the money that they are. Um, but I think either if either one of them plays, you you you're just laughing. You're laughing all the way to the bank. The good thing is is that they aren't that expensive. So if we know that they aren't playing, I wouldn't I wouldn't actually play them because. Klopp's a bit funny with subs. So if they are benched, I wouldn't play them. I just leave them on your bench and not. It's an eight million striker. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, Providing your other two are premiums. If you, or if you, if you're someone like you, where you've got Ramos as one of them, Lewandowski and then Diaz I think that's a bigger cause for concern. But if you've got Benzema, it's fine. Can't play everyone anyway. And I would, it's hard because Salah's on pens in Liverpool do win a lot of pens and he'll get his, he, usually, you know, he'll get his seven points off that. Maybe he's eight, sometimes he's nine. He likes a nine pointer, doesn't he, Salah, where they keep a clean sheet, he scores a goal, and then he gets three ball recoveries. It tends to be, he tends to get that a few times. But he, he's in it, he's he's playing really badly, and people will talk about XG all day long. Oh, he's XG now, is the same as he's XG previously. But it's like, well, XG, does not necessarily mean the chances were created by himself. Like a player could do wondrous things passing the ball and he's missed a sitter and his XG is going to be higher than it was if he skinned everyone and shot from 20 yards out. So XG doesn't relate at all to how well the player is playing, which is a big argument I've seen to say that he's not playing that badly, despite the fact that he's absolutely playing that badly. Mm -hmm. And it's just a form issue. It's not, he's not a bad player. He's still a world class player. He's just, hit a bad run of form, and ultimately you'll, you'll score a hat-trick sometime soon and everyone say, Sir, "You see, you said you should have kept him, you should have done this, you should have done that, but how many points have you lost along the way keeping him just for the glory of shoving in everyone else's face when he does eventually go off? Just bring him back in after that. Yeah. So yeah, um, if you think he's going to score loads at Benfica, keep him, but he's not playing well. He's certainly playing, in my opinion, the worst of that front four and if it wasn't for his goals earlier on in the season and his reputation that he's built up in the, the good faith that he's built up i don't think you'd be starting i think i think jota would be on the right Mane through the middle and diaz on the left i think that would be their best front three at the minute based on form yeah but it's not going to happen it's Salah.
1: the one player i wanted to highlight was Nabi cater uh selected by zero percent and got eight points in the last game because he got an assist, he set up the goal. He got the assist before the assist for the first goal and he got nine ball recoveries. Um, and so if he doesn't play against Man City, I can see him playing again. Um, he's 6.1 million. Um, he went up a little bit in price, I think. But if you have Fabinho or maybe you're looking to get funds for someone like yourself, Muller to Benzema, I think Nabi Keita might be a good shout. Uh, that's just someone I wanted to kind of highlight good ball recovery. I think he got more ball recoveries than Fabinho, um, but it is close. Fabinho got three ball recovery points. I got 10 ball recoveries. Kata got nine, but the same amount of points. So yeah. Um, but I just wanted to highlight him. I agree with what you've said. Um, in terms of Benfica, obviously the Nunes he got a goal. I don't know if they'll do that again, so I don't think I would jump on to him. Uh, I was so close to having him instead of Benzema, you know. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have Nunes. had Mares. I would have De Bruyne instead of Mares. So when at the end of the first day, I was like, oh, I could have had De Bruyne and Nunes, but then I missed out on. I would have missed out on Benzema as a result. So mm. uh, it worked out well for you. Yeah, it worked out in the end. Um, Ramos actually got a ball recovery point. <laughs> um, so he got three points and I subbed him out for a loss of points. Um, so my plan in having him is just to, unless something happens, uh, most of my money is going to go into midfield moving forwards. So it's, it's literally just to, to kind of sit on my bench for the rest of the stages because all the other strikers are going to be mad expensive moving forwards. Yeah. Um, but if a transfer presents itself, uh, I will get rid of him. But that's just kind of where I'm at right now. What's the score going to be? I think liverpool will win 2-0 same why oh we're very samey
0: today aaron we're very samey. not good it's annoying
1: <laughs> controversy we need it
0: i know we need the football fights uh last game we have man city versus atlético madrid at madrid 1-0 in the first leg so i think that's what you guessed wasn't it you said 1-0 well done you um so i'm gonna say yes Look, yeah, it looked like a. I mean, uh, as it was described, a five-five-zero in the end by go, which we understood. And I, th- I think we said if if they were struggling, the one player that had scores probably De Bruyne because of his long-range shooting. If it wasn't Mares from a set piece, uh, Phil Foden changing the game, jumping and just gliding into pockets wasn't jumping into pockets. He'll he'll
1: start against Liverpool. Um, today is what my guess is the lineup might even be out right now. I've a couple of minutes at the time of recording. Um, but I I think he'll start against Liverpool and it'll just be kind of how that game goes, depending on if he starts again. I think they do need to play him because he just unlocked the Atletico Madrid, uh, I was about to say defense, basically team. He unlocked the team because they had the whole team defending, um, and He's just so good with the ball at his feet. Um, and then when it comes to Atletico Madrid, they've got to, they can't just sit back and do the same thing. So they're going to have to come up with something and it'll just be interesting to see what they can come up with. Um, I don't know if DS is back yet, but he probably won't be risked in such a big game just just coming back from injury Um But I believe Kyle Walker is back, which is going to be huge. Kyle Walker is back,
0: so I think that's going to be
1: kind of the longest suspension ever. (laughs) Say that again, it feels like the longest suspension, yeah, (laughs) over (laughs) a red card.
0: I think it was harsh to give him a three game ban for it, though. Like, I don't think I knew that's like that is, I I think that's UEFA just trying to stick at the Man City. I don't think. Like, you know, if if Casemiro did that to someone, he's not getting an extra game as a man. He's just getting his one for the red card or however many it would be. Um, With uh, yeah, with, with this game, I think with it being one nil, I think Man City are just going to knock the ball around and try and draw Atletico Madrid out in the just, they're the most patient team in the world, Man City. They'll pass the ball sideways. They'll do that thing where they play 34 passes in 20 seconds between Rodri and the two centre-backs. It's going to happen until they come out. And then I think that's when they're going to pounce. Players like Ford are going to be important. I think players like Bernardo Silva are going to be really important. I think De Bruyne might be less important in a game like this because I think Madrid have to come out now. They can't play the way that they were. I think Diego Simeone was very much of the mindset, look, 1-0 1-0 is fine and we'll take them back to ours with the crowd and the atmosphere and we'll, and we'll transfer on there. So I think I think Man City are, are going to have an even better performance in this game. Obviously, it's dangerous danger zone if Atletico Madrid score because they might just drop back into that back 10 and play for pens. You never, you never know. Maybe they might go for the throat but the, I know it's such a cliche but the first goal in this game is so important. What do you think? What What do you think about that Goal? Do you think
1: what a chance? They've definitely got a chance because they've been in these types of situations before. Um, knocking out Liverpool, Anfield a couple of years ago when COVID first started, just to name an example off the top of my head. Um, But like, it's just how I, I don't. They're not the same team as they were back then. Uh, they've tried to be more attacking, and then when it's come to these games, he's just reverted back to that defensive style. He knows how to play. I think the yeah. credit to uh, Simeone is the amount of buy-in he gets from his players. Like he says something, and his players are like, "Yep, yeah, let's yeah. do it." Like that. I remember. Well, just off the pundits, you wouldn't have had the pundits last week, which lucky you. No. Um, but they were all just basically saying, like, uh, there's not a more anti-football cheating, doesn't even want to play football. He's just, like, uh, the Atletico Madrid. Cheating, gamesmanship. Loves gamesmanship. So, like, um, they've been in these type of situations before. This is all of his plan. Like, he knew as long as we can keep it, tight for the first game like Simeone has something up his sleeve, I just don't know what Um, and as long as Pep doesn't overthink it which he normally does in the Champions League, then I think Man City will go through but all these factors you can't ignore them and that's what makes it a really interesting second leg What's the score going to be? 2-1 Man City but I think them two goals will come near the end and I'd let a score and it'll be like edgy if seat stuff. And then Man City will score all relief. I'd let a Madrid yeah. Stadium will just deflate and then they'll grab one more just for good measure. That's what I think. And then
0: Simeone's going to just like run and jump on Pep and just start smashing his face in. And then Luis Suarez is going to grab the corner flag and start like trying to javelin people and. I hope that happens. That'd be nice. It'd be a nice thing to see. Um, and if it does happen, you heard it here first. Nah, you're you're a sick man, Aaron. I just think it's gonna be a routine 2-0 win for Man City, and no one's gonna get assaulted.
1: No like red cards. I think that's a better no. prediction. Do you think there's gonna be a oh, red card yeah. in
0: this game? I, I don't gamble, but I think if I did, I think you've gotta put a red card in this game. Well,
1: for if Kyle you're listening- Walker. <laughs> <laughs> if you are on Spotify, we put polls uh, on the episodes. Um, seem like that that's one of the new features that Spotify allows us to do. Answer the poll. Do you think there'll be a red card in the Man City Atletico Madrid game? We'll put it on Twitter as well. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see what people think.
0: Well, it's only to be 100% yes. It's going to be better to say who is going to get red carded. But
1: yeah. Who's going to get the red card, Man City or Atletico?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Atletico, more likely.
0: It's. I think it's going to be really good. I think I'm probably going to watch that game on the Wednesday. Uh, We are doing another Spaces on Tuesday, myself and Lewis. That is through the Fantasy Football uh, Scout community uh, Twitter page. So do join us for that. We usually start these things at 5.30. I think Lewis usually creates them a little bit early so it's like sort of available from quarter past 20 past
1: five and he'll correct he'll correct us on all of our non-chelsea knowledge as well so anything that we've said that is wrong he'll at least correct it
0: well to be fair he told me that uh chelsea want to make it difficult for real madrid in that he didn't think benzema was going to go off so what a bone to pick with him (laughs) (laughs) it's my decision i'm an idiot no one else he went with benzema so he did really really well he sent us he sent me a message uh just going i really feel for you mate <laughs> i was just like thank you i need i do need that was sabotage that, uh, that's impassion. all I was. was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i think that's just done now aaron uh don't forget to follow us on twitter we are at ucl fantasy pod aaron you're a bit more lively
1: on twitter these days what's your twitter handle uh, I think it's Aaron underscore Graydon. It might be Aaron dot Graden. You'll see this face anyways. And if you listen on yeah. Spotify, then you'll see our face. So just follow them all. Yeah, we are uh,
0: on YouTube. If you're looking at our ugly mugs right now, we are on Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, anywhere listen to podcast, anchor who we actually do this through. We will be back uh, after this for a little review and also to go through um, our own champions league. We, just with me being away, we haven't had a chance to actually do the scores and things like that for a proper review show. But we will, uh, we will give one of those once this leg has been played. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, I think our very own Nathan Bullock is only one point behind, so that's going to be that's going to be really interesting. Uh, but best of luck for uh, for Tuesday and for Wednesday. Hopefully, anyone around me gets a red arrow. The rest of years, you is going to all enjoy green arrows, and we'll see you later. Cheers. Bye now.